Hi, it's Laura Donnelly from Dancing with Ease, Body Brain Balance, and I'm here to welcome you to The Healing Path. Uh, this is a series of conversations that features friends and colleagues of mine who are working in many different areas of the healing field. The thing that we pretty much all have in common is believing that, that all healing starts with self-healing and then it expands outward from there. Today, my guest is Christine Goad, and she is a lovely, lovely woman who has a beautiful story to tell you, and I will bring her on screen now, and she can introduce herself and let you know a little bit about her history and her healing path. Hi, Christine. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me here. I'm so glad you could be here. Me too. Um, just a little bit about me. I call myself the Surfing Your Edge coach, and I tend to work with people over 40 who are figuring out the next stage in their lives. A lot of times by the time you get to this age or that age or whatever age, you've been so many things to so many people. You've kind of lost track of who you are, what's possible for you, and how big you can dream. So I want people get in touch with that. And then um, once we know what it is you're looking for, we go out and get it. And uh, really build a life that you love. I really, I like that. And it is true. After a certain period of time, whether whether your time as a mom has ended and you have more free time to do something that you always dreamed of, or whether you just had been in a career for 15 or 20 years and you feel like it's time to do something else. So I think it's a great idea. Thank you. And today you were going to share with us, a path is made by walking. Yes. Um, I was one of those people who took forever figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And um, sometime, I don't know, in my early 30s, I started looking and I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sort. And I wanted to help people. And I wanted to have a nomadic lifestyle. I wanted to be able to work from anywhere in the world. And I started doing everything I could to learn how to do those things, right? And, you know, how to, how to travel and, and how to build a business. And um, the problem was, there were a couple problems. <laughs> One problem was that I was trying to look into the future and I knew what, what I wanted to bring to the table, but I didn't know how it was going to look. And so I kept trying to think my way from where I was to where I wanted to go because I was a smart woman, right? And I was, you know, I had access to all of this information. I should be able to figure out from here to there. But all I saw was this brick wall. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I can sneak around the side, you know, or maybe I can go out into the future and figure out what that looks like and then step, you know, reverse engineer it. And no matter what I did, I kept learning and learning and, you know, meeting people and having ideas, but I was not willing to do anything. I would make deadlines and they would pass and I'd make new deadlines and they would pass. And I just could not see what it was I was going to build. And I couldn't bring myself to get up the courage to go do that thing. Um, and finally, I came across a quote 
that says, a path is made by walking. And I went, oh, <laughs> because basically, like I said, I had been trying to think my way through it because first of all, I'm a woman and I'm not allowed to make mistakes, right? We are supposed to do everything the right way the first time. And so, you know, I had the perfectionist thing going on and I didn't want to waste time and I didn't want to waste money. <laughs> and yet I did absolutely, I wasted both of those things trying to think about it instead of just going out and trying this and seeing what happens and then trying that and seeing what happens. And finally, um, in 2015, after seriously 10 years of looking and trying to think my way through this, my husband uh, changed jobs and we had to change states where we were living. And it meant that I could no longer sit in my comfy position and want, wish for something else. And it was time to start trying to build the thing. And I had to put my, uh, my money where my mouth was and actually start walking the path. What happened when you started walking? <laughs> um, I learned... Uh, I learned a lot of wrong ways to do things, but what I really learned was that what I confirmed for myself is that passion will get you a long way, you know, and um, that imperfect, imperfect action really is more important than doing things the right way. I learned that from my very first coach, Ryan Eliason, when I first started looking around for, you know, how to do all of this daily imperfect action. And I've been doing daily imperfect action most days since 2015. And I think I'm finally <laughs> five years later starting to see the results of that. And I'm, I'm at this point, I'm in a place where I can help other people get there faster. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So in terms of what I heard you say that you found some wrong ways to do things, mm -hmm. but it seems like you figured out how to get rid of that um, perfection paralysis that happens to so many people. And um, how did, how, what, what did, what did you tell yourself? What did you discover about making mistakes, about, about being okay to take imperfect action rather than perfect action? I mean, I, I have my own ideas about this, but uh, why don't you share some of yours? Well, I really truly believe that there are no mistakes, that you learn from everything and that everything you've ever done contributes to who you are and that, um, we are where we're supposed to be at any given time. So what I can look back and go, oh, I could have done this better or I could have done this differently. I think everything I did was the best I could do at the time. Um, so when I first started looking for clients, you know, I went out and, and took on six clients that were unpaid. And the first person who signed up was actually signed up by his wife. <laughs> She's like, my husband is retired and he's got time and you can help him. <laughs> and so he became my client and he was actually someone who was um, a retired college professor and someone I knew 
a little bit professionally and someone I was really in awe of. And I was terrified to take on this, you know, this person. And, and he said he was also a little bit scared to work with me. And yet we built this great relationship and he got results beyond what either one of us were thinking. And so, you know, I could have done things, I could have done things better, but I was building my confidence and I was testing my skills and I was trying to put into practice that all of the things that I had been taught. And I just, I wasn't getting all the pieces in the right order, but you learn, you learn from that, right? It sounds like he was able to discover things working with you that put things in a new perspective for him. Retiring yes. after a long time career can be really challenging. Yes. And um, I mean, some of it has to do with who am I? If, if I am not this professor or I am not um, this executive of this thing, who, who am I? Exactly. How, how am I gonna contribute? Right. Well, that can be overwhelming. Just though, just asking yourself those ideas, which I think are very normal for anybody to ask at at a transition point in their life is like, well, what am I supposed to do next? What you know, what can I do next? Do you know how can I do whatever next? And the I would imagine that that people that that come to you, you know, like they don't want it make a mistake. They don't want to invest a lot of time in a wrong venture. Right. This idea, if you say, well, what if there is no wrong venture? You know, right. what if there's just discovery. Right. And I, I have another friend and she, and she says, you know, um, even if you start something and, and say, say you don't find anybody who's interested in your project and wants to do it, that can feel like rejection. But maybe you just need to go a different direction. Right. And the thing I ha have also experienced is um, repurposable skills, you know, skills that I learned in one area, but they have application in all kinds of different areas. Right. That un until I was confronted with a real big change, it never occurred to me to put them to use in another area. Yeah. So how how is going one step at a time? How how do you use that approach to deal to deal with overwhelm when you know you know you know you're here? Where's my hand? And and you want to get here? That's not very far. But if I put my hands off really big, <laughs> <laughs> right? Boom! It's off the thing. How am I going to get there? You right. Know? Yeah, I completely agree. And sometimes. Um, it can be hard to even envision, you know, what's what's out there for you. Um, so I think knowing your big why is the first place to start. Like, I think we only do anything <laughs> because we want to feel differently than we do now, right? Otherwise, why bother to change? If everything, if we feel good every day, then everything's fine and there's nothing to change. So knowing what it is that you want to come into your life, how you want to feel every day, why you want to make the changes you want to make. I think knowing that and holding on to that and maybe even writing it down or reading and reading it every day or every couple of days um, can really help help keep you 
focused. Um, sometimes it's hard to know what the big what is um, and definitely the big how. So I'd say put the big how away. <laughs> Focus on the big why and then look around and go, okay, I want to feel this way. I want to move and I want to be able to bring these skills into the world. From where I'm standing right this minute, what is the very next step I could take that's teeny tiny that I'm excited to take that's super easy and I, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't take it. What is, what is that? And if I can come up with one or two of those, write those down, go knock those out. Then you look around and you go, okay, great. I learned this or that worked or it didn't work or it didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. So from here, <laughs> what, what is the next one or two tiny little exciting steps that I can take? Um, and I do that for my clients. I have a, a way of, when it's someone else's vision, <laughs> I can see from here to there. And I know all the steps. And even if I don't know how to do them all yet, I know, you know, we know how to do this and this and this, and then we'll figure out this piece. And then we'll do this and we'll figure out this piece. And I can pull all of that in my head for someone else. But I, I don't let them see it all at first because it will scare them and they'll run. <laughs> well, the other thing I think is people sometimes want to jump ahead. Yeah. And, and one of the really important things is what you learn along the way. Right. Because that, that you learn on the way prepares you for the next phase of the, of the process. And, um, I was famous for jumping ahead <laughs> when I was in school. You know, they would let you skip skip grades. They would, you know, and they figured out that this really wasn't too helpful for people. That they're that even though you could understand maybe the the written material, the book material, and stuff, you could check the boxes and pass the classes. You maybe didn't have you hadn't had time to build the skills. This is also true in dancing. I mean, it, certain things, um, certain complicated steps, also in how your body develops. There are certain things you shouldn't do too early. It's too hard on the body physically. Right. And so I think sometimes part of our job is to help people be patient with the process. Right. Be patient with the unfolding. And the thing I have experienced, and I'm sure you have too, is is that because you started in one direction and you were going that way, when you got to a certain place, another path appeared on the side that you would never have seen if you hadn't been going in this other direction. And then that's a place for choice. And and sometimes the, the change in direction, the slight fork in the road is the most important thing that you can come to. Right. And if you sit back and try to figure it all out without taking any action to begin with, you don't see those possibilities. They, they're, they don't come into play. So, and, and if you're running, <laughs> if you're running down your path, you may not see them either. So it is, you know, more of an exploration rather than a sprint. Yeah. I like that. An exploration. And, and like you said at the very beginning, nobody starts on a, on a 
quest for change if everything is perfect in their life, quote unquote. And so depending on what happened, um, you know, like, like retirement, somebody knows retirement's coming and they can kind of phase into that. Still doesn't mean it's comfortable, still doesn't mean it's easy. Um, but other times, like your industry can fall out from under you and you can suddenly be confronted with this without any advance warning. And then you can feel like I've got to make a decision right away. I absolutely need to change something, anything. So in terms of, of somebody starting, what are some of the tools you ask them to use or some of the, um, like, like, do you have people do like an assessment of where they are or a, uh, what am I thinking it is? Like, like just dream. You know, like somebody who's retiring, I mean, really, that's like an open, open door, you know, in, into like, actually, I used to have this image of, of spending the night in a, in a furniture store where they had the rooms all set up in different kinds of rooms and just going from room to room and checking out different lives. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It kind of depends on the person. And actually going back to what you said about, um, you know, things change with unexpectedly. I, we saw so much of this when COVID happened and so many entrepreneurs I knew were all like, pivot, 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 pivot. We've got to pivot. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's take a breath. And, and before we pivot, before we decide that what we're doing won't work anymore, let's do some tests and try and see does what I'm doing still work and if it doesn't then pivot um, but the the idea that oh you know everything's changed so I have to change everything I that really kind of I, I put on the brakes and I just sat there for a while I just sat I mean I, I I probably spent two weeks just trying to fill myself up because I felt like a leaky cup <laughs> And all of the energy was flowing out. And no matter what good thoughts and energy I put in, it was just going and going and going. And um, I was just watching all of these people having pivot parties and stuff where they could, you know, brainstorm new ways to do things. And I just couldn't go. <laughs> and for me, it just felt like it was a time to really stop and breathe and think and get my self centered before I worried about how I was going to interact with the world. Um, and when clients come to me, oh, I shouldn't, uh, I have a client who came to me who was desperate to change positions when I met her. And when we first started working on together, we were going to look for a different career for her because she wasn't even sure she wasn't, she wasn't even sure she wanted to just change jobs. She thought she might want to change industries. And then COVID hit and suddenly it was like, oh my God, I can't leave now. I can't be the last person, the new person at a new job when everything's up in the air. So now suddenly we're looking at, okay, how do we, how do we survive where you are and think longer term? Um, but each person I work with is different. Some people um, can look at themselves objectively and say, I have these skills and this is what I'd like to bring to the table. 
I don't know what that's going to look like, but maybe it'll, you know, we'll move in this direction. Um, other people don't yet know um, what they're capable of. And I have to do what you said. I mean, I don't have an actual tool that I use. That's Walt, <laughs> my dog shaking. Um, he's entered the conversation. Um, I don't have a specific tool that I use, but I sometimes have to help people um, envision. Because if you just say, tell me what you want life to look like in five years or 10 years, or even you know, next year, it's, it's overwhelming. So that's why I start with how do you want to feel? I really think that that's a big, um, that one's kind of static, right? I mean, you want to feel safe and you want to feel happy in some way. And, and we go deeper than that. We don't just say happy. We find out what happy feels like in your body and, and all of that. But, you know, you want to feel like you're contributing something to the world, right? So we start with how do you want to feel? And then we work into when have you felt that way before? And, you know, when you envision yourself feeling that way in the future, what does that look like? You know, where are you? Who are you with? Um, what are you wearing? <laughs> what house are you in? You know, or what, you know, what venue are you in? And we just start um, envision, just like you said, daydreaming, but some people are more skilled at that than others. Um, some of us have just lived so by the rules and between our guardrails and have just kept everything flowing along the way it's supposed to go. And we've kind of lost our ability to dream for ourselves. I think people get, um, get in a groove. They also, um, might have gotten, you know, gotten into a career that, um, or a position or a job that they kind of just fell into and were good at, uh -huh. but that isn't really fulfilling. And uh, I was thinking when you were talking before, I, I, I one time when I was young, <laughs> 30 or something, um, I took some like a 20 year plan. And this was so crazy. I mean, we took this thing home and had boxes on it. You're supposed to write down something that, you know, you wanted for the next 20 years. The first week I went back to the workshop, I had put down how old I was in each square. And the person thought I was making a joke, you know? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know what I want. You know, I really don't know. I just want to be here at this time at this age. Mm -hmm. And And so I think it's really great that you don't have a, a formula that you try to get people to fit into because that formula didn't fit me it was, and it, and it was actually like overwhelming and, and confrontational and how do I do it? Right. I mean, all those things. And, and later I just took it and I kind of wrote and I, I wrote across the years and I actually wrote um, dream things. And they weren't tied to specific years necessarily. And they were, they involved teaching and, and some other things. And, and when I, when I loosened up from that format, I had something that actually has come to pass over time. But 
but that path that that person was was working wasn't a good path for me right and so i think that uh this this idea of of coming coming to where you are and knowing you need to make a change that's really fertile ground so not to have happened there in terms of building and growing. And I think what you said also is very important is that, is that sometimes when you're like so close to something, you know, that we can't see it. Right. And having somebody to talk to, somebody to share with gives you, gives you a little space and it gives you a little support as you start to walk on a new path. Right. You know, and the person's there, you know, they can't even say, try something. If it doesn't work, come back. We'll think of something else. Right. And that takes the, the like, oh, you know, I don't have to have a business name and incorporate today. No. Just what are you going to do? Try that. See right. if you even like that. That's a nice idea. But what if you hate doing that? One time I, I, uh, I was doing training to be a, a psychotherapist. <laughs> mostly because I wanted the information. Right. But like, I got like through three years of training and I'm like, I'm going to spend my entire day sitting in a room with one person at a time, just listening to problems. Yeah. I, I like, Oh heck, that was not what I, that was not what I envisioned when I started this. So I, I ended up not doing that, but that can happen. But if I had never done the training, I would, I might have not done anything and spent my whole life thinking, well, one day I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do this. But I started the training. I learned a lot of good stuff that's been valuable in my life and useful. And I also learned, oh, the way this job pans out isn't the way I like to be. Right. And the idea that then, you know, that you can help people discover this and then discover how to use those same skills and tools. Yeah in a situation that's more harmonious, like you said, like envisioning how they want their day to look or their office or where they want to be, you know, for me, I, I like living in rural America, but it, it's not a great place for teaching dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I have um, listed in the description of the video links and ways for people to meet you. You have a group, you have a Facebook group, right? And um, and your blog. I Also, you have your book, you're, you write, multi-talented and creative. Which is why I didn't go anywhere, because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, I think that this is often a challenge for people who can do many things, you know, and and the idea that you have to pick one thing, I, I find right. that that to have been stressful in my life that I had to break something. Right. And I am very good at um, holding space for people to not have to choose one thing. Um, and I just wanted to go back a little bit to what you were saying. I know we're, we're almost out of time, but Don't um, even worry. I'm sorry. Don't even worry about time. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, um, but I love that you said, how do I do it right? You know, you were trying to fill out that thing that someone was going to, 
grade in some way, or at least judge in some way. And um, we were talking before the, before we started recording about how comparison is a really dangerous thing and trying to follow someone else's in someone else's footsteps or trying to compare yourself to someone else is really a dangerous and harmful practice. So um, coming back to yourself first, figuring out what feels good for you is really important. And then if you do need somebody to talk to you, um, a lot of times, first of all, don't feel guilty or, or like you're a failure if you need someone to talk to you. We all do. Um, I've met so many women who will be like, oh, I'm a smart woman. I should be able to figure this out. And it's like, yes, we're all smart women, but we still all need someone to talk to. And um, I think one of the biggest things that I do as a coach is give you permission. You know, I just give you permission to be you and to explore and to figure that out. Um, and then the other thing that I can do or that coaches can do for you or another person can do for you is to remind you to celebrate. Um, because like you said, everyone wants to race down the path, right? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And, and they don't even stop to celebrate when the things that they're doing are bringing little, little pieces of success. Like I had an employer at one point and I, I had to write down for her at one point, do you know that we did this and this and this and this and this and this in this year? And she's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> we need to remember to celebrate and um, to celebrate wherever we are at whatever stage, because the only way you can um, change things for the better is to appreciate where you are now. That's really important. That is so important. And, you know, and you can't, you can't step forward if you're not standing where you are. Right. <laughs> so it's really, really lovely to talk to you, Christine. And, and uh, we talked to, gosh, it's probably been six weeks ago or so on, on your podcast. So, um, for people who want to get in touch with Christine, you can comment in this video, you can click her links, and we will have the Healing Path group open, and the video will be there in case you want to share it and have friends take a look at it. Uh, thanks so much for visiting with me today, Christine, and sharing your joy and excitement about exploring, discovering a path, and your your work, which is, is helping people discover their paths, which I think is really beautiful. Thank you, Laura. It was, it was really nice to talk to you again. Yep. Take care. You too. See you soon. All right.